I'm, I'm, that, I'm, not, I'm that guy from a police academy. Boy, 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 boy. Like Michael Winslow? <laughs> Are you Winslowing out right now? Yeah. So he's Michael Winslow. What was uh what's the dad and family matters? Kevin Winslow. Oh no. The, the character name. It's the Winslows. That's the family's family you are matters. Carl, family. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 232 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Believe five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. With me, as always, yes, I'm sticking with this mofo. Most awesome. That's right, baby. You would never leave yeah. my side. Not at all. You're a fucking OG day one, whatever the kids call it. You yes. you you're, you're my bottom B. Right, rider, ride or die. Yeah. Ride or die. Stuck me on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Ride or die. Um, mm-hmm. Start from the bottom. Now we're here. Pretty friendly. Yep, bringing it up, Canadian style. Uh, yeah, I wanted to come out, and so I, I rarely audition them, but I just say this out loud because I did. I want to tie it back into the Tom Brady thing, so I was just like, it's like welcome as always. Yes, I'm sticking with this motherfucker. It's just motherfuckers a lot to drop in the intro. It's yeah. too, too too much too much going on it's to to bring the thunder it's just like you're showing so you're up so- like in a tuxedo <laughs> to just like a little, <laughs> a little backyard barbecue it was just like overkill yeah except it's the other way around it's you're showing up to at our pod it's a black tie affair and you're dropping some bud lights on on the fucking dance floor you're coming yeah, out there <laughs> let's get this yeah, motherfucker kicked better. off <laughs> yeah 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 being, being a little uncouth with my sleeveless shirt here at this uh yeah this little banquet that we're all attending uh how you doing brother what's going on good man just chilling fucking work's busy life's busy but you know what i, I always got an hour of hot pod for you sir ah you make it happen brother i never have doubts when i, t- I sometimes i <laughs> text and you're just like we'll make it happen again and because I, I also i don't feel like you want to force it also you're just like the time will be right this yes. week we shall pod and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Another question: People can't see you. Curveball: Have you always worn glasses? No, have these are glasses. These before? are fake. These okay. have no lenses. In them. <laughs> okay, all right. This is. I was just like, yeah, I saw them yesterday in the league that will not be named. Like figuring out that order, but then you had them on again, and I was just like, is this like a? Is this how it happens? Friends get glasses. No, this is know. this is. I'll right. tell you. I tell you when. Real Clark so Kent these, situation. These, yeah, real Clark. Yeah, exactly. Now, who, who, I'm not Superman, and then I just took yeah. him off. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but these are this is a, this is a deep cut lion's cut right here. Do you remember everyone's remembers Ezekiel Ansah? Oh, yeah, the defensive defensive lineman that they drafted. Mike uh, Mike McCoy had a famous line. They're like because I think they took him like fifth overall one year. He was a project defensive line or defensive end out of uh, BYU, and he'd only been playing football for like a handful of years. And Mike uh mike mayock i said mike mccoy mike mayock was like he's either going to be an all pro or he's going to be out of the league in three years like he was like it's boom or bust season i I would say he he wasn't quite all pro but he was definitely pro bowl but anyways he showed up to the so he he exactly wasn't what (laughs) he would be it's just like there's no way he's just kind of like right in the middle it's just like yes no way he's above average starter yep no exactly where he (laughs) fell But um, the the classic thing you guys can probably look this up because you know everyone has their new fits for draft day and they've gotten wild on the pod mm-hmm. um, or on the on the on the red carpet affair. But Ezekiel Ansah 
took 3D glasses, you know how they would pass them out of movie theaters at the 3D oh, yeah. glasses, popped out the lens and was rocking no lens 3D glasses. And in mm-hmm. the league that shall not be named that year, I pulled this off and then has become a staple, if you can see right there, oh, yeah. the real 3D. I just popped them. I, I don't even know what 3D movie I saw in order to <laughs> right. pop this pair. But you know what? When it fits, it fits, B. That's right. This podcast is going to fit you guys. That's Ooh. right. In those eardrums, 232. Guys, we got a jam-packed podcast. We're doing Rip from the Headlines. We're doing fantasy football. Last episode, we did our mock draft. We started off round one and two. We're going to jump jump right into round three and four. Going to hit that inbox. Got one there. MAMA parenting tip. Back to school. A few questions on how this goes down, especially with three kids. I ain't gonna juggle mm-hmm. it. I want to talk trap little trapper keepers. Mm-hmm. The Showdown. We are doing a top Sam Rockwell movies. Most awesome asks. Most awesome shall receive. Gonna be doing that. <laughs> and we're gonna do Brandon Gambling Corner segment seven of eight. About to wrap this up today. We do AFC South over unders, and we're gonna finish as we always do with our MVP of the week, ladies and gentlemen. You're our power. It starts now. Fantasy football mock draft, 2022 rounds three and four. What are we talking about that this week, brother? Because everyone's getting into their fucking fantasy football drafts. I'm assuming they are. I think right now is kind of about the sweet spot where everyone starts to kind of look at. So we said, you know what, audience? There's no two better fantasy football drafters than M.A. and B. So we're going to do it. Exactly. We can spin it. We have an opinion. Have we done this before? Have we drafted on here? Uh, I think we've done like, we've never done four rounds. I can tell you this for show. Uh, but we definitely have gone like top 10. I think we've done our consensus top 10 or top 12. I know we've done that one for sure. For sure. For For sure. For sure. sure. Okay. Here's our pairings. Uh, we'll start uh, just from the team that picked first, uh, and then go back to the bottom. And right now we are back to the number one pick. So the first team, uh, here's our team just in order real fast. Jonathan Taylor and Tyreek Hill. Delvin bomb to bomb Tyreek Hill. The bomb. Ugh. There's uh, Delvin Cook and Keenan Allen, Najee Harris and Mike Evans, Austin Eckler and Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson and Javante Williams, Cooper Cup and Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey and CD Lamb, Jamar Chase with Saquon Barkley, Stefan Diggs with Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams with Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift with Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey with Alvin Kamara. Mm. All right. The IR team. Okay. Uh, back up to number one. <laughs> And, we, we, and I had all I had all those I had all the odd teams. B had all the even teams. Even that, teams, that's right. That, yeah, exactly. Is that, so, is that right? Because uh, yeah, yeah. you went with. I went with Taylor. I took yeah. I, I had I you had, had the odds. odds. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I would never never was feeling even from there. Somewhere. There's only yes, two of honest. us. B. Absolutely. There's only two of us. <laughs> Flip a coin. Okay, so yes, you did have the odds. Uh, like we said, we'll post these teams, and you guys can rank the top three. Who you think wins the championship? Whatever you want to do. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, where are you going with your third pick? So this is a this is a tough one here. I got I got a board up too for myself. So thanks. You don't need to scroll okay. down. Okay. Um, so this is a tough spot to be at here because it's like I really would like a number two wide receiver um, in that list, but you know you're you're staring at an AJ Brown, DJ Moore, 
T Higgins and kind of a share. So I think I'm going to go with still probably the number one pass catching option. I'm going to go with tight end Mark Andrews from Baltimore. Let's just round out. That's the best bet for a tight, you know, for, for a pass catcher is uh, Mark Andrews. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting. Baltimore's passing offense is going to be interesting, but I think he's going to get a lot of targets, kind of like what we were talking about with Travis Kelsey there. Uh, and another pick, I think he's going to get a lot of targets and be a safety net for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So this is, um, this is kind of grabbing that. So what would you say? You say it was Kelsey kind of alone on kind of where he's at, just on his. And then Mark Andrews second, where's Kittle at? Overlooking Kittle. See, yeah. Well, see, Kittle is a bit of a, Kittle is a bit of a question mark. There he is right there. Yeah. I think ADP 50 overall. Kittle's a bit of a question mark, I think, primarily because of the quarterback, at least with like Lamar Jackson and obviously Patrick Mahomes. We know exactly where he's coming in at. And when you look at the scenario, Baltimore, you know, who's going to be the number one wide receiver in Baltimore? Rashad Bateman, second year guy. We're not really sure about him. Or when you go back to Kansas City, yeah, we know they've got, you know, Miko Hardman and Sky Moore and, you know, MVS, a couple of those guys in there. But ultimately, I think in the red zone, which he always has been that, but in the red zone specifically, Travis Kelsey is going to show up. And I think he's going to, you know, he might not have 100 catches like he did a couple of years ago, but he might have 10 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Travis yeah. Kelsey. So I think it's a high investment on the on the red zone factor for for Kelsey. Yeah, I think Kelsey is up there kind of by himself, Mark Andrews. And then I think there's a little bit of a drop. So, and then you're also mm -hmm. filling a position where, you know, everyone's going to have to put a starter. So that's at least you're going to win kind of that matchup in tight end, like most every week. That's great. Uh, number two spot. Uh, I got Delvin cook, Keenan Allen. Um, I'm going to go another wide receiver. I'm high on this team this year, which we'll actually talk about uh, later in the podcast. When we break down the AFC South, like the mm. Colts a lot, like Matt Ryan, maybe just having like one last flourish, maybe gets away from just the curse and just the filth of that Atlanta Falcons team. We know he likes to throw the ball around. I'm going with Michael Pittman jr. I mean, a strong option out there. Yeah. I like this. So yeah. Delvin cook, Keenan Allen, and now Pittman jr. Pittman, the, the the number one wide receiver it'd be interesting to see like with so many quarterbacks in in indianapolis if michael Pittman. but i mean you know what here's the thing i don't want to spoil this but I, I do think like matt ryan will like matt ryan is is the best quarterback they've had yeah in this entire time i mean even andrew luck was post you know season ending injury you know what i mean the year before so i i, I think Pittman is, a, I think, is more of a safe bet than I think people realize. Yeah, it's just like we've kind of, I mean, there is just this stink on the Falcons and Matt Ryan, which kind of makes sense. They've always like kind of underperformed. I don't know, like this to me looks like a great opportunity of just one last run in a completely new environment and just doing what Matt Ryan does well. And it's just like God throws a great ball until mm -hmm. you get in the red zone. He throws great <laughs> interceptions. All right, what do you got, buddy? All right, so team three coming at you with Najee Harris, Mike Evans, Steady Eddie's in this one. But you know what? I mean, I, I'm looking for something with some upside, a little little pop, a little bang. And in, in my third round, I'm looking for guys that are going to make that next jump. I'm a little hesitant with this guy, but I think I'm going to go and pull him because I'm definitely not going to see him in round four. And I think athletically, 
He's a mismatch wherever you put him on the field. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts from Atlanta. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Another tight end. So a couple of tight ends where you obviously work in different teams, but you just, what is your kind of strategy going in with a tight end? Like if it, if it falls in the right spot, are you just kind of thinking it's just like, this is a great, at least a great position matchup to create a little space or you're like, just, I might as well like this wide receiver option or this tight end option is better than, and going to get more looks than some of these wide receivers available. Well, in each one of these, these guys, these tight ends are the number one option, right? Yeah. So that that's really what I'm looking for is, is not so much. I mean, obviously the, you know, the situation plays a big factor in it, but these are, these guys are their number one, like pass receiving options. And with a guy like Kyle Pitts, like we know that they're going to split him out wide as a wide receiver. You know, he's going to fill in a lot of different positions and Drake London, their rookie, you know, obviously you've got Merritt Marcus Mariota, but I think they're going to be smart and work Pitts in a, in a different variety of ways to get him the ball. So for me, it's looking at who's the number one option. And if I've got him or T Higgins or, DJ Moore, you know, I'm going, um, there's other options that are out there on that team. Uh, maybe not as much as DJ Moore or like an AJ Brown. Like there's a couple of Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, T Higgins, Jamar Chase. Give me the guy that's, I know is going to get the load and in, in targets. Yeah. That's the next point. I mean, at the end of the day, what you're looking for is just like, you know, we, what do we say? We had a one PPR going here or happy mm-hmm. PPR or whatever, but yeah, yeah one, just yeah. like, yep. Yeah, you want to be one who's going to get looked for the most, especially with some of those flex leagues. So you can still get like a tight end later and still be starting as a wide receiver. makes perfect sense. Um, all right. Going down to my fourth pick, this is Austin Eckler and Debo Samuel. So again, maybe a little bit of what we talked about with Kittle, like, and after that contract, not completely sure. And I think you made the point that Samuel looking to maybe get away from some of the, you know, just kind of that working out of the backfield as kind of a, a ball carrier. So it'll be, interesting to see how his value kind of lands so to me that makes me feel like maybe i have even less of a wide receiver than i kind of really want to have my hands on so now i just it's like okay well before it passes one more time i want to get a wide receiver i'm gonna try to look for uh look for some upside this feels a little forced but Mm. i think there could be value there i think it can be a number one option um obviously they're looking for a change moving on from sam darnold uh carolina panthers got baker mayfield in there he's going to need a target i make that target dj Moore. i'm with dj Moore with the, i like this uh, third round i like this i think this is good value uh at this spot but i also too it's like to your point it's it's ints don't really matter uh and give me a team in this spot like give me a team that's going to be down and going to be needing to throw the ball you know what I mean? And and two guys that are trying to play for that next contract. So, yeah, I think DJ Moore will – he'll find his load of, ter- of targets for sure. Yeah. All right. So, number five, I got myself some Justin Jefferson in the first round. Came back around. Javante Williams running back out of Denver is sitting here. Um, okay, so I'm sitting at six, and I'm really staring at somebody. Just gonna let you know that mm, so Cooper Cup, okay. Cooper Cup, and Nick Chubb, the team behind you, just Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams picking right now. Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, getting very nervous because there's somebody that could be a little dig here. So it's interesting. It's one of those things where it's just like, oh, like I really, I like where this guy's falling. Can't wait. But what, what are you thinking right here, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams? So, so left on the board, we, we talked about AJ Brown, T Higgins. You know, you got some other guys in there. 
Um, Leonard Fournette. Little Leonard Fournette, yes, yeah, big old little five little, five net. Five, oh yeah, Defense. god damn it, you beat me to it. Is that where you're going? Okay, good. Yeah, I just yeah, set it up. That's why I hit the four. I knew you knew I was going. I pounded that four. You're just like, all right, we see where this is going. <laughs> so, um, I, again, I, I I might start a little bit of a run here, but and this is one of those things. I'm I'm very of two minds on this position. I think you can either sit and wait on this one, or you you pull the trigger early and you go and get your guy. Uh, I'm going to go pull the trigger early. I'm going to go with Josh Allen out of Buffalo. Josh I'm gonna start, Allen, I'm gonna okay. The, you can do the quarterback right here with the, with these two guys here. Because really, my Javante Williams, I'm not feeling super. Um, yeah, I was going to point that out. Sure. Solid on, right? You know, because I don't know if he's going to get the low chair uh, in terms of touches, goal line touches. Maybe he makes that second year jump. I am. I will say this. I'm a big believer in rookies that had solid years making that second year jump. So I, I tend to like those second-year guys, but Josh Allen is going to feel like balance out any sort of uh, inconsistencies with Javante Williams. Give me Josh Allen. He's great. Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams, Josh Allen, like you said, yeah, Javante Williams already proven that like he gets the position, he understands it, like definitely going to be his, the big upgrade at quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So yeah, uh, I, I think that should help him a little bit more, especially because they'll be controlling games a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to tell what this team's going to be, right? Until we get mm-hmm. back to your next pick, like right there in the middle and kind of seeing what's there. And then you can be like, oh, wait, this is a great core. It's just like, <laughs> shit, I went for Josh Allen. He's great, but he's really going to start slinging some touchdowns to like try yeah. to like to make up two positions. Okay, here's what I was thinking right here. So with my pick, Cooper Cup, like I was saying, and Nick Chubb waiting behind, like very strong receiver, feel very strong there. Um, Nick Chubb, no wide receiver really blowing my socks off. This could be a little bit of a reach, but I like this combo because I like the upside a lot. Go to Ezekiel oh, Elliott. Yeah. Go and Zeke. What do you think about Zeke right there? Chubb and Zeke with Cooper Cup. No, no. I mean, I de- there, you're definitely going to be. I mean, Chubb is just, I am a big Chubb fan. Yeah. Zeke is, I think, he, man, I think Zeke is a really polarizing fantasy option right now. Yeah. I, I think if you grab a Zeke Elliott, you you almost certainly have to handcuff him with Tony Pollard. I think we talked about in our NFC East, like this is not the Cowboys O line that everyone has just like already like right yeah, now. Like, a, all right, this is the best offensive point. line. Yeah, it, it's just not. It just isn't. Um, you're doing me a favor at seven though, because I have Kelsey and CD Lamb of kind of being like, oh shit, like I don't want to pick another Ezekiel Elliott because I already have CD Lamb on the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm glad you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah you I'm glad to go running back, right? Well, I'm looking at. Yeah, let me see who I have again. I got. Oh, yeah, yeah, t- tight end and wide receiver. Now, this could be the mindset at seven. You could be going zero, uh, running back, right? I'm just gonna wait on running backs here. Again, this is dependent on how your 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 league sets up your starter. So, if you only have one running back starter, um. I would say in this spot, in the seventh spot, with the way I pigeonhole myself in, I'm going zero running back. Give me, uh, give me AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I'd, I'd rather okay. have AJ Brown and um, Sirianni's offense there for the Eagles. Um, oh, two up. There you go. Um, I'd rather have AJ Brown in this offense. They invested a lot in him. Jalen Hurts, you know. We'll see if this is his year to make the big jump, but uh, I think that they'll they'll use AJ Brown in a lot of different ways, and you know, be creative over the middle with him. And pass per 
uh, point per receptions, I think he'll he'll get it done. He'll get some points that way for sure. I, yeah, a lot I, of, I envision a lot of like eight yards or eight catches, 80 yard type days. Yeah, a lot of a lot of upside here. Uh, it's just on how this offense kind of shakes out. Like Eagles are a hot pick. Everybody liking them. You know, um, AJ Brown, huge target. Yeah, I mean, you know, in that area, you have like T Higgins, right? I mean, especially if you're going wide receiver. So it's, you know, you want a number two option on a team or, you know, go with a big guy, number one on a team that's really trying to like establish itself. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble, but that whole t- team seven is crazy, bro. <laughs> team seven is wild. <laughs> team team seven's seven nuts. marches to the beat of its own drum. All right. Uh, eight, uh, Jamar Chase, a wide receiver, Saquon Barkley. So, Little um, went for the guy wide receiver. Still a little unsure on running back. Yeah, there's just there's not a wide receiver that's really blowing my hair back. That's worth it. So I'm gonna stay with running back. I'm gonna try to just establish two bangers in the backfield. I'm gonna go with James Conner. I like this. You know what? I had a fun idea while we're yeah, doing this that? right now. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just set a standard? league points per reception great Great. lug all these in and at the end of the season and we'll just you know you know auto fill for you know best position just just auto set it see which team when one of the best teams of these 12 comes out at the end of the season that's such a great call that's absolutely what we'll do we'll do 100 i don't know what we'll do for the rest of the round maybe we just set like a very basic like 10 team or 15 14 team and just like let it auto draft after that you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like yep. that. Yep. I think just set the auto draft for it. Yeah. We don't be drafting those kickers. Not worried about that. Let the computer take care of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, set it and forget it. <laughs> Although, unfortunately, like the team that auto draft is like at the end, it's going to have like a bunch of sleepers at the bottom. Fuck. Maybe we can like, <sighs> maybe we can just off pod, just figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. We'll I don't know if people, we'll, we'll we'll people here eight mock rounds of fantasy football draft. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> right. We right. know our audience. Yeah, yeah. They're like, uh. Yeah, we barely give them 60 minutes of premium pod. And we, they're just like, yeah, we're good. We're good. Everybody <laughs> pace yourselves, guys. All right. Stefan Diggs. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. All right. Team nine. Looking at it here. Um, man. So, so Leonard Fournette is really kind of staring at me right now. Just from a value spot, there's no real competition. But, you know, question marks about conditioning and, and health coming in there. And then we've got the, you know, the late ad of of Tom Brady, although he says he's coming back, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely coming. I'm, I mean, we talked oh, about no, no, this Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah. but just, yeah, I mean, just time away from the, the team is, is interesting. And then you've got some other, like, younger guys that are floating out there. Think about your call. Yeah. Your got, call. Your move. Yeah. I'm always I'm always leaning toward wide receiver. So I'm gonna zig on this. I'm gonna go. I know he's got a little bit of a shoulder ding, but I, he was great in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go T. Higgins. T. Higgins, receiver. all right. I know I was talking to everybody else about T. Higgins. That was me just smoke screening. See, audience, so it's good. good to smoke screen, especially <laughs> if we're doing in-person drafts. Really fucking zig and zag so people don't know where your head's at. Are you a big fan of that? Of just kind of like openly pining about players and the draft B? 
Now, now I, w- I won't throw people off the scent. Like I'm usually so focused about just like, uh, like trying to figure it out and actually see what the balance there. Like, so if you look at this move right now, this is a perfect example. Like, so I got Devonte Adams wide receiver, Derek Henry running back in the 10. I see 11 and 12 underneath it. Mm-hmm. Both those teams are two running back teams. Ain't no way they're taking a running back. So I, right here, like I got to think that I'm getting in, you know, third pick in the fourth round, Leonard Fournette. Which seems kind absolutely, of crazy. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're getting your choice of running back. Great call. Yeah, so I see You're right your that. choice so, of whatever running back you want. Yeah, so, I'm, so you I'm don't kind have of more to like do that. that. But yeah, before I throw up my smoke screen, I'm, I'm trying to see. I used to not believe in that. It depends on where you're at. You know, like if you're like our insane team number seven or right there in the middle, like that ain't gonna do you no good. Like seeing what's coming around around the corner, but like being right there is is good. Uh, I also feel like people don't believe me. So if I'm just like really trying to talk somebody into a player, or if I just mention it. Also, like a terrible poker face, terrible liar. I'm just like, no, like I have no interest in Derrick Henry. He's terrible. Like it just it ain't ever going to work. So I'm not on that. Uh, but I am going so sick in my words because um, I have Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry, the other two teams behind me, both have running backs. So they'll, I, I think they're both going back to back wide receivers, which also means I need to grab whatever wide receiver I want here because there's at least about four going off the board unless someone goes for. I mean, I'm. Still a little bit, but I guess I'm going to go with this. Deontay Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, this is a question mark, right? Because we've, we've never seen, or we've not never seen, but we've, we haven't seen in a long time a non-Roethlisberger-led Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so, we don't know what the quarterback situation is honestly going to be. You know, we have uh, a rookie quarterback everyone's talking themselves into. You know, we have, um, what's the backfield there? I mean, it doesn't seem like a super reliable backfield that you can do. So I was just kind of wondering like, we got Najee, you got Najee Harris. Najee Harris. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So young back. Yeah. So super, super yeah. young offense. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. Uh, I like it. And that's and that's smart because you're like, I have whatever pick of the litter with these two running back heavy teams here at 11 and 12. I've got at 11, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, right? Which I yep. incorrectly guessed on the consistency, the Joe Booth consistency rankings. <laughs> did, yes. So, uh, ain't no, so Leonard Fournette just free falling right here. Um, I'm looking at this. I think, I think we undervalue. I think he's got a little of the Wentz stank on him, mm-hmm. right? And he's been consistently a producer when you had uh you know every no name out there but give me terry mclaurin back it up tear put it in reverse tear <laughs> yeah i mean um i there's no question that Foles is going to try to stay up as long as possible and throw the ball somewhere so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like in- interceptions that- <laughs> don't hurt you as a wide receiver yeah so i uh, wouldn't think about this uh this washington commander's team uh, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what Ron, Riverboat uh, Ron is going to do this year. Is he going to be a little on the hot seat a little bit? Yeah, I think I just, it seems like there's been enough change. I don't know, like people, it seems like there's been enough change there where it seems like there's new regime, but always like when, you know, you start grabbing a quarterback that's like on their third or fourth team, it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, ain't change the scenery, you know, getting older, like already injury prone, even if he was able to avoid a little bit of that last season, like that's mm-hmm. still lingering it around. It'll be, I don't know. Like I, it's still like, it's still kind of surprising to me that Indianapolis moved on from Nick Foles. Like I still thought they were there. So that even to me means like, 
what's more behind the scenes that I'm not seeing. I like, I know I heard on other podcasts and I've said it over, like the stories of just like, I kind of not taking the blame and put it on his shoulders. Right. Like I got to get better. Like if the yeah. team's not doing well, it's kind of just like, Oh, these guys need to step it up. Or it's just like, man, why, why they can't they get up to my level. And if that's honestly the attitude back there, then people moving on from this guy ASAP makes total sense. Yeah, it is. It is interesting how quickly everyone's cut bait on him. You know what I mean? Uh, Carson Wentz. So yeah, maybe he can reclaim a little bit of that. I mean, but he, but we were actually, I think if we go back and listen last season during our NFL segments, we were kind of like secretly praising Carson Wentz. And I think the whole like football media community was like, Oh, okay, Carson. And then that final game of the season where he just fucking turned, went full, full Wentz on everybody. And you're like, ah, okay, there yeah. he is. There I mean, he is. I think, yeah, I think we were seeing value in Carson Wentz. So I don't want to conflate that we were like praising him. It's just like, man, this is the kind of guy that I want around, but it was just like, he was doing anti Wentz stuff. Like he, mm. he was playing to like, kind of as good as he could be. Cause he wasn't making the, like, he wasn't trying to keep the play alive forever. He wasn't making that turnovers. You remember, like we took a look at his turnovers. I want to say like, it's like one at the bottom or something, right? Like just like yeah, the least he, amount of turnovers. He only had like seven IT INTs last year. And uh, I think there was a stretch where he had like two INTs total. Now he probably, there should have been a lot more that he should have had, but ultimately yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, he had a little, little luck on his side too. Yep. Got luck. And then called that moving man, move me to DC. <laughs> um, I brought 12 spot. You got two picks. That's oh, wait, I got two picks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara went with the back-to-back -back running. <laughs> um Calls it like I sees it. This is a shitty team. The 12 spot is a. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have a little, I'm going to have a little fun. Sometimes I think also when you find yourself with a shitty team, like round three or four, like you just start, let's just start taking swings on players you want to play with. Give me Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Right the ship. Yeah. It's just like electric. The value seems, I, would you say the market on Patrick Mahomes is a, a little low, right? He's getting a little overshadowed and maybe rightfully so. I think last year it took him a little while to get up to speed, but I, I think this could be a really with the chief's defense a little bit better. And to really see maybe Mahomes style of football is a little bit more of having a lot of those options, a little bit like we talked about, as opposed to like trying to stretch the field, maybe he'll like really just be a lot more about like number of completions, number of passes. It'll be fun to see. This team 12 is going to have a, like a week four, where they just blow they they're the point leader for the week they blow the doors off everybody <laughs> by like 30 points and everyone's gonna be like oh shit team 12 yeah team <laughs> yeah, 12 exactly. yeah no. then they're gonna be trading for fucking like draft picks in <laughs> right right exactly uh and then i gotta get something going wide receiver oh brandon cooks oh god even though like i i like you kind of got me into mills like see so like in that one league also mm -hmm. like i kind of wanted him in uh it just that kind of dynasty league but, but you remember when I was super high on Brandon Cooks in the league that won't be named? Like, I want to take him like the first round. I was like trying to trade with you to like get him. <laughs> what he did, awesome. he was cooking, no pun intended, for a minute there. Yeah, for may maybe a literal 60 seconds. Um, all right, I'm going to go with new quarterback. Let's ride. Let's ride. Give me Cortland uh, Sutton, Sutton in Denver. Yeah, I like it. Cortland Sutton. Okay, coming back to me. I got my DeAndre Swift, my Joe Mixon, my Terry McLaurin, Pat Mahomes is off the board. Mm -hmm. We got a Justin 
Herbert staring at me. Just eyeballing you. Eyeballing me. We got a Jalen Waddle wide receiver who I know your thoughts on the Miami offense. So you, uh, know. you certainly do. Yeah. Exactly. Let me put it this way. If I'm low on Hill, where <laughs> am I on Waddle? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sitting there. It ain't their hands. It's mm. how the ball's getting to those hands. Mm. That's mm. my problem. So the wide receivers are looking a little bleak right here at this moment in time. I'm going to go. I'm going to. Sh- I'm going to go. I'm stay with the Chargers. I'm going to go with Mike Williams, wide receiver. I got scary Terry. Mike Williams has signed a big deal. Maybe he's a little fat from signing that big deal. So this could be the team 11 could be the shittiest team in the league. Actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, seven is seven, seven, yeah. seven is just a fucking wild card, but a team 11 might be the dumpster fire of this league. I'm not <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. There's always that one team was just like, just can't break 80 to save their lives. And like, you can't pinpoint what it is. You're just like, man, this is just kind of a collection of shitty players. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say you're <laughs> yep, I would I would agree with you. All right, all right. All you, know what? you know what? No draft <laughs> shaming. Um, all right, team 10, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry, Deontay Johnson. Uh, this is where we said that we basically were knew we were gonna get that learned finette value. We will follow through with that 20 on this big board that we had, getting it with the what about 36, uh 39th pick. So almost mm. twice later, it's worth it. We'll do it. I like it. Number nine, Stephen Diggs, Aaron Jones, T. Higgins. I'm going on this one. Second-year guy, injured all first year. A little bit of an interesting. Give me Travis Etienne Jr. from Jacksonville. I like this guy. Okay. Speed. I think I like guys where we don't really know how he's going to, like, play in, in the game. Like, people are kind of, like, afraid of his speed. They won't know until they're give me this guy give me let me let me load up on travis Etienne. nice uh eighth spot could have a little bit of a problem here again uh two running backs saquon barkley huge wild card james connor um jamar chase definitely excited about him yeah he needs needs something again like um the wide receivers aren't gonna quite give me that pop i want because i here's where i think the strategy is if you pick the two running backs this early like you're leaning on those consistent points so by the time you get back to these wide receivers, like it's the exact opposite of consistency. There's no boomer bust guys that I really like in the wide receiver. So again, I think there's a good spot to go QB, especially if like one of the top three or four guys are on there and I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Good call. I mean, there's just, uh, there's sometimes these quarterbacks that can just, you know, just really score enough points and that just put fear in your fantasy opponent on just, how much they can really go off and herbert is one of those guys team seven team seven Get, team yeah, seven fucking wild are, card uh, put put down the bottle it's your turn to draft again team seven oh, fucking draft. Fucking don't tell draft me what right to now. do don't fucking tell me and here's what we're gonna do we're not gonna draft the running back fuck it we're not gonna do it <laughs> we're gonna draft the best running quarterback in the league give me lamar jackson lamar jackson this team is bonkers crazy wild baby let's go team seven i mean if you got if there was 
if on your phone you could only fit one just kind of like live watch of a fantasy football game from this league like i'm watching team sevens like that is must yeah. watch let's go let's fucking do just this update you guys try just remind you travis kelsey cd lamb aj brown lamar jackson i like that's, it I like that's a it. lot that's a, that's a lot that's a lot of fun buddy exactly um it's one of those though i think the bye week comes up and you're just like what's up i'm fucking losing i know it <laughs> i'll see you after this bye week <laughs> um all right six cooper cup nick chubb zeke elliott again uh two running backs i don't think there's really kind of a tough spot here like zeke elliott's a little bit of an example like mm. uh, a gamble with that chubb also i mean have the huge upside with cooper cup on the wide receiver all those kind of top tier QBs are gone. So I got to go really pigeonholed you on your wide receivers here. Yeah, you did. Like now I'm just kind of, I'm digging on feel like, I mean, there's, there's I Waller, which I like, but I like a little less now that Adams is there. Waller just being sitting out for a while. It's really made me nervous, right? Just kind of without, yeah, you know, without reason. Yeah. I know. I see that cursor going by there. Oh, oh, oh. If we're gambling, we're all Let's in gamble. on this fucking all team. All in. Team six and seven. Fucking, they're really doing the Lord's work right now. All right, we're ready to play. We're ready to play. <laughs> I'll go with Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. Um, I still, I don't know if I just stopped reading because I had him for a while. I don't even know what the fucking story was on him. Like, was last year, like, did he just not want to play for somebody? Was he just like, I'm just not doing it? Yeah, I, I, I think but, a but little saying bit of injury. It, saying it was an injury but it was like mm. nagging way too long. That didn't make sense. Yeah. It'd be interesting with, uh, with Sean Payton gone. If there was a little bit of that, you know, just like not like yeah, a coach, not like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, not like in a good way. Not like toe tapping, but just dragging us feet no. coming back. to yeah. the field. Yeah. Um, okay. So team five, Justin Jefferson, Javante Williams, Josh Allen. Seems a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You can scroll down there for a little bit there. Let me see what's on yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, you, thank you. you. Ooh. 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 Hmm. I'm liking these two guys here. A little bit of injury issues. Looking at some running backs. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins. Oh. Or you got a little A.J. Dillon there. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go because I think the Ravens, again, in traditional form, are really going to run a lot. Give me J.K. Dobbins here. I think that there's going to be 48. I think this is going to be a uh, – I think this is going to be an upside on him. A little bit of, like, shit-talking with the with the media, J.K. Dobbins. I don't know if you saw that. Or people uh, are like, oh, we're not sure if he's going to be in. And he's like, I'm playing. Don't you fucking worry about me. I'm playing. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's a doctor online. So I like <laughs> yeah. a little bit of that chip on the shoulder. Uh, he's got something to prove this year for sure. Um, give me J.K. Dobbins. Um, all right, the traditional me right here wants to go. Wants to go running back because he got the two wide receivers, but Debo Samuel, D.J. Moore, Austin Eckler, still not a wide receiver that I'm crazy about. And this this kind of position I don't want to get into, where like three different wide receivers have like you know, like a playing to like 60 or 70% or 80% of what like you fear they could be. Cause they're just kind of not guaranteed. But I, I kind of like value on this. Like I overlooked cause I didn't realize it was going to fall this far. I'm going to go with, where'd he go? Marquise Brown in Arizona. Oh, okay. Look at like leaning a little the bit. Speedster. On the, yeah, lean, lean a little bit on the suspension. <laughs> getting Hollywood Brown um, of um, 
Deion, of D Hop. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to right there. Marquise Brown. I like it. All right. So team three, Najee Harris, Mike Evans, Kyle Pitts. Man, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm really vibing with the Rams offensive line. Could be a little offensive issues here with the Rams. You got Matt Stafford's little elbow injury. You got some other stuff here. Great pod. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should do something like uh, maybe combined score of our teams or we'll rank the teams or we'll just like points where they rank. We'll figure it out. I kind of want to do one more round next week. Okay. Maybe we'll just do one get more five round. in. Okay. Just kind of round it out. Round it just out. There could be yeah, like a good little QB. Get a little QB run. It'll be um, right, here you go. Let me go. Let me go. Well, thanks for trying to buy me some time. I really do appreciate that. I'm doing my best. And oh, I really defeat the purpose if you're talking to me. That doesn't work. <laughs> right, I, need, right. I need to monologue a little bit more. Exactly. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Go DK Metcalf, Seattle. Number one option. Little low on the quarterback here. Obviously. <laughs> you just a little low. <laughs> just a little low. I'm trying okay. to be kind. <laughs> That's kind of you. Yeah, DK Metcalf is the number one option, just like, you know, a shitty roadhouse diner has the most expensive steak. I mean, this is all like, yes, these things do exist. It'll be interesting to see if he actually, if we'll get the football a little bit. Two spot, um, Delvin Cook, Keenan Allen, Pittman Jr. Right here, um, I want to go a little bit. I mean, I think to your point, I'm looking at running back, not excited about, the Rams line there or whatever. I don't know. I'll go Brees Hall. Jets. All right. Rookie. Like Jets First rookie off the board. Yep. I like him. Running back. Got it. Good. This number two. You get up here. The teams are pretty well balanced. And the top spot finishing off. Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews. Last pick. Last sir. pick. Round four. Um. I'm going to go with. Yeah, this is where the the drafts start. This is this is is now now we're drafting. Now we're We're drafting. Um, Give me Amran Ra, St. Brown, Mm -hmm. Detroit. PPR League had set the team record for uh, catches as a rookie. And I think we're only going to go up from here. I like that. Yep. Just just exclamation points. (laughs) Oh, sorry. You know what? I hit the, uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's a visual bit. That's a that bunch is. of question marks. Yep. Yeah. 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 You had to be there. Um, all right, guys, we got to four rounds. Oh, we're going to do one more round next week to round this out, but we'll, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll I know you're pining for round five snap. guys. I do. <laughs> Good guys. The silences can only get longer. So you got that going for you. Um, congrats. We'll get these teams drafted. We'll post them up. We'll figure out something kind of follow along. All right. Um, jumping into the inbox. Got one quick one. I wanted to hit today. This comes from email of the pod. Let me stop sharing the screen here. Okay, uh, a different dream. If USA had decided to start the dream team in 1988 Olympics instead of 1992, would that 88 roster have been better than 92? Ooh, 1988. So we're talking like the like 
NBA 1988. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And what players those are. Should uh, buy you a little time because definitely this would be a question that you would have a blast with if I gave it to you ahead of time. I guess we're just looking like, is there anybody that wouldn't have been on that team or like not in the right peak? You know, I mean, like, are we talking like 88 Jordan, all those guys? It just seemed like all those guys were in the right peak. And was there any player that were kind of like, you know, losing that we didn't have? Yeah, I mean, so you're getting you're 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 also really there. I mean, I think you're probably getting Magic Johnson in '88. He was there though too. But I'm looking at the better one. Yeah, better version, younger version. Akeem doesn't play. Barkley's there. You're getting Tom Chambers. Chris Mullen is there. Carl Malone is there. Stockton Jordan. All these guys. I'm looking at the All NBA team '88 '89 season. 1987 88 is basically like the same Clyde Drexler's there. I don't think that they're going to get anybody new. So let's go to like the draft class of, so here's the thing is, is 92 made the mistake of going Christian Leitner over Shaq. Right. So they, they picked, they picked Christian and the, and the dream team like made a point of like really putting it on Christian Leitner, not his fault, but 92's draft I don't get it. Who, so who picks who goes to the, um, or you have to have one collegiate player. They didn't, they, there was no rules. They just decided to put one collegiate player on there. And everyone was like, Oh, it's gotta be Shaq. He's the most dominant guy in the draft coming out. And for some reason, USA basketball, probably for marketing purposes. Cause at that point, you know, if you're looking at the 12th man, you're realizing that, well, you know, um, we're going to try and market it to all audiences and people yeah. know Christian Leitner is a big, a lot know, more Duke followers man. than LSU followers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like with the 88 draft, you know, you've got Danny Manning number one. So maybe he plays Danny Manning does, but I don't think he's like drastically improving that team. Maybe in 1988, he was a little bit more spryer than the 92, but even then still like, you know, what, what didn't, what didn't Danny do his rookie year? You know, Bad team, 16 points, six rebounds. It's basically the same as what Christian Leitner did, probably. Um, Mitch Richmond. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. 92 is a better team. The, the, you, you have everybody maybe a little bit younger, Spryer, but but the competitiveness at that point, Jordan is ascended to the mountaintop with a title. Charles Barkley is there kind of raising his level, getting out of Philadelphia magic still there. Birds, obviously the champion. You've got the old guard, the new guard, Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen, all those guys, 92 is better. And then you, yeah. you, you had better players in the 92 draft. So I, as fun as that thought is, I don't see, uh, unless I'm missing a player. Uh, no, I think, I think that's good. Yeah. Cause I think a little bit is also, is just like, are we, I mean, these are obviously all great players and it doesn't change that drastically by bumping it back four years, but it's just like, are we catching, you know, just kind of the Venn diagram of the overlapping of these careers? Are we catching like just the maximizing our apexes? And it feels, it feels good. Right. Cause I mean, we have like the most confident Jordan we're going to have in his prime and just like, you know, iron sharpens iron and all these guys like very healthy rivalry like all just really pushing each other to like one of the best you know i mean we're getting close now but just one of the best collection of just greatest players of all time all right um it may it may parenting tip bring it to the jam all right bro Back 
to school time. Mm. So how does it work? We batch out. So we get all the, we got our class schedules. They're coming in. Are all the kids excited about going back to school? Is there a patch? Like they weren't excited or scared and now they're excited or they used to be excited. And now they're just like school sucks. Like well, what's going <laughs> What's, what's the yeah. tip? So we, we kicked it off midweek well, last what, what, week. What grades are we dealing with? Third and first. And then Kamish Jr. is still in pre-K and he hasn't technically started yet. Okay. So he's he's watching them. But big changes. New school, right? Mm-hmm. Change school yep. options. Um, bus riding now. We got the bus, Ooh. which Ooh, is different. Okay. Dad, Dad used to take them, drive them to school. And then we went for like first uh first did you know the day before school starts uh orientation and they had a little section like hey anybody that's new to the school come on and hang out for 30 minutes and then they were talking about the drop-off line which before the previous school is much smaller school uh and they're like i could just pull up and drop the kids off there's no issue and now they're like yeah if you want to drop off people start lining up like 30 30 minutes before drop-off time so it's like well we got the bus option. So, and they were excited to take the bus. They were like very intrigued about the bus. Um, I had a lot of bus back in my days. It just usually meant that, you know, I was getting up 45 minutes earlier because I was like one of the first stops. Yeah. And this was like, like uh, freshman year of high school, <laughs> like back on that. But I also have like, I'm not going to tell it now, but if, if listeners remember too, just because this pot is already jam packed, but mm. I have a wild bus ride story about how I had to ride the bus. I faked my own height. I made a counterfeit bus pass to ride the bus because the only way I was going to get there, which involved like taking up like I, I saw the way the bus pass worked and I like folded up a yellow piece of the legal paper and like weathered it and just like made it look like a pass and flash it real quick for like a time. Cra- I have a crazy Kansas City bus riding story. We'll save that. So is this like like public transportation bus or is this like a no, school, school bus? bus? This is a school oh. bus. Yeah, was you weird. Get a we, pass? Were out, we were outside so there. Yeah. The, the bus, the bus systems are all crazy and different. So mine was, I got my dad dropped me off in the morning at a bus stop where a bunch of kids were there and you got on the bus. And if you were there, you got on. And if you weren't there, like the bus driver gave like a 30 second window and then fucking hauled ass out of there. So if you were late, you were fucking late. And then there was no assigned seats, any of this other stuff. So, my kids now, bus driver picks us up basically in front of our house. Our bus stop is in front of our house. That's wild. So it's Sick. like this this extended Uber pool. Like yeah, that's right. Exactly. Our, our, my kids get a limo ride to fucking school <laughs> every day. So then, so but then they also have numbered seats, right? They there's a certain bus seat for them to sit on, um, which is funny because on the first day, commission at. The guy didn't. The guy only had one of our two kids on there, but he was like, "All right, we'll just sit down and we'll figure it out." And then they figured it out. The funny thing is, is that Kamish 2.0, 2.0 missed the bus on the ride home on the first day, not for her own fault, but because she was following her teacher, and her teacher was like, "Oh no, no, your your parents are in the the pickup line, the car line." Ooh. And so then she was like, "Oh shoot, you're not in the car line. You're in the bus." And like looked up, saw the bus like tailing out of there which is i think happened only because when we dropped them off the bus driver only had one of the two girls on there on the on his list so he probably saw like most awesome commission boom gotcha boom you're on the bus let's ride i only got one of these on here and just totally let's took ride. off <laughs> let's ride their bus driver is russell wilson and uh <laughs> so yeah so that that's a big thing 
I think that they were very excited. So before they use, have to use uniforms or wear uniforms, now they're not wearing uniforms. So they're they're excited about a little like aesthetic changes. Basically, the biggest changes for us kind of kind of like started with the bus. So the bus gets here at seven twenty in the morning, which means we had to kind of totally restructure our mornings. Because now, now you have now you have a real drop dead time, right? Yeah. Like you yep. used to be like running behind a little bit. It's just like come on, come on, like get the shoes on or whatever. Like grab, let's find that. And now it's just like, hey, we we got to huddle at seven ten to make sure like all systems go and we got all the shit. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're we're still in the honeymoon phases of it, although on Thursday, I think it was Thursday or maybe it was Friday. I think it was Friday. We had a little bit of like, I don't want to ride the bus. I don't want to go to school. Type okay. thing. But I think it was just like, all right, you know, today when they went on the bus, they were fine. When they got home, they were fine. I think it was just a little bit of that. Like, all right, this is cool and exciting for the first couple of days. And like, now I'm slowly starting to realize that this is going to be my every day for the next, you know, eight months or whatever. Um, so, so there's that. So the whole morning has been restructured. So we pick out clothes the night before. So there's no debate or questions regarding dress. They wake up in the morning, change PJs off, hop in their new clothes downstairs for breakfast where dad is there, makes them some breakfast and then upstairs, clean brush teeth and then back down. And then I'm, you know, finishing up lunches or, you know, all that other stuff. So it's, it's much more efficient going through there. Cause what they used to do is come downstairs debate on what kind of food they wanted for breakfast and there's a lot of lost time now they still can do that but they're they're already dressed and so we get them all kind of ready to go then the last thing you gotta do is brush your teeth throw on your shoes and you're ready to rock brush your hair um and they and they've been enjoying the fact that uh dr mrs the commish has been you know able to do their hair and like put put the curling iron in there get a little bit of curls do some waves some fun stuff like that so they're they're very excited about that with school, like setting expectations, I think you kind of had brought that up. I mean, we had, uh, we try to get them involved in some like summer activities with the school, right? So, yeah, you know, obviously we've got lots of activities in our, our neighborhood. There's a bunch of neighborhood kids. And so they all go to the same school, which is nice. Um, but there was one, and not everyone is going to have access to something like this, but there was like a summer event called Super Kids at the kids' school the, that they were going to be attending. Sort of like, all right, of all the summer camp stuff, this is probably going to be the most important one because they're going to be in groups with kids their own age and most likely going to be end up in their class so that they're going to have a friend or somebody, you know, to 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 know when they kind of head in for, for school at the start of the year. So that was helpful. And in fact, you know, it was good for Kamishat. She had a couple of people that she knew. Uh, but we also did a couple other camps that they found like 2.0 I had a friend from, they did farm camp one year or one, uh, one month. And uh, so farm camp was great. Cause one of the kids in her class is in farm camp too. So, you know, I think from a, the school has been great for them because there's a lot more kids in their school. Uh, Commission super social and likes to like have a lot of different people to talk to. And she doesn't have a really a challenge talking to people. 2.0 is a little bit more reserved, but she likes having the ability to like have self-expression, wear different clothes, put on. She likes to be fancy, as she likes to say it. So she likes having to be the the ability to wear like nail polish and things like that. So she finds that fun. So there's all a little benefits for everybody. None of this has anything to do with school, mind you. None of this is <laughs> nothing is surrounding school or reading or any of that other stuff. It's all it's all the periphery around it. 
Got to be uh, real fast. Like, what's the one hack? Like, if we're kind of getting the kids up, ready to go to school, and we're we're having the I don't want to go to school today. I'm not feeling it. I'm staying in bed a little long. Like, what have you kind of seen in the long run the most effective to be like? We are going. Let's get beyond this. Staying home is not an option. Let's get our shoes on. Let's get cooking. Yeah, I think just keeping them going. I think you know, man, it's really tough. It's tough when you have a deadline time wise, you know. So we've never really dealt with it from like from Jump Street. Usually, it's kind of like right before that anticipation before you have to start to school. So you can kind of like kind of like talking them off the cliff a little bit, and you're you're kind of like walking and talking as you're like moving toward the bus. But I've never had like a drop down like I'm not going to school where it's like we're fighting. The only times that we've had fights is when like you were saying it's like well we we can leave at. 7:30 or we can leave at 7:45 it doesn't matter so the the deadline there's no deadline this deadline yeah. has been like super important for us getting out the door so if anything like take away a little bit of the like oh well we can kind of wait we can play we can do this and that and the other hard and fast deadline may also be the reason why they're not trying to like you know pull a fast ones hey you know i don't feel like going to school today my stomach hurts you know what i mean because they yep. just haven't had enough time to think about it. <laughs> well we'll definitely so we will save the next mama parenting tip i'll let you let me know let us know how to handle when a kid misses the bus <laughs> yeah oh, i know <laughs> that, it's coming when that goes out um all right perfect brother neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye bro top sam rockwell movies sam rock very well you brought this up last week big sam rockwell head i'm going through this and i realized that um i need to catch up on my i like sam rockwell i enjoy him we'll talk through some of his performances right here but i'm a little behind i'm not gonna give up what movies i haven't seen because i'm sure it'll come up but here's what i figure i would do in my top three i'm going to give you the name of his character since you're the sam rockwell head you can let me know if you know what movie that's from. If you remember it. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, you don't, have, good. To, you don't yeah. have to. No, do no, no. This guy. I like this. I like yeah. this. Put I'll it, put it. let you know. Yeah. I was going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. It is going to be hard because I went through a bunch of his list too, and I was like, "Is that movie? What, what movie is that?" I <laughs> yeah. like Sam. Here's the thing. You're like, here's the well, thing. I was thinking of Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> He's wild. I like his drug habits. Yeah, yeah no, but I, you don't like, I like Sam Rockwell, but he is very much like. He, I do. He's just not like a must see. I get excited when he's in it. I know I'm going to enjoy the performance, but like when I see, cause some of these lists, I can tell it's just like, oh, like he hasn't really solidified himself to me. It's just like, but, cause I wouldn't even say, I was just like, yeah, like I'm, I love Rockwell and I do love, he seems to be like, kind of like a, not like an actor's actor, but like a, like a theater actor. I don't know, like really trained, consistent, mm-hmm. great, but I mean, maybe never really popped off in that leading spot but i mean i i love him yeah is he just like like... a souped up character actor like he's been in a lot of like leading roles too but like some of his on my list i like with the with the exception of one i don't think he's really like the lead in the movie he's like a very good supporting actor and he plays a guy that is super like his his range 
in this style of like disheveled, not giving a shit guy really runs the gamut of like dirty, like dangerous to like, like cool and kind of hip and above it all. You know what I mean? Like, but he, he's got this like character vibe where it's like, everything is kind of like meaningless to him, but he could be totally chaotic or he could be just like your cool older brother. Yeah, absolutely. So my number three doesn't fit any of these. Oh, no, there's the disheveled. And what, what's the, what's the, what's the character name? Give me the character. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, baby. Um, Captain Klizendorf. This is Jojo Rabbit. This is Jojo Rabbit. My number three spot. Yeah, yeah. he gets a little disheveled towards the end. He does. He has yeah, a little redemption. Kind of like a, yeah, definitely redemption. redemption there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, just really. I mean, this is exactly Sam Rockwell's sweet spot where you want him. It uh, really. I mean, this movie just. It wasn't quite on the radar. It's a lot of people talking. It kind of, you know, you're just like, mm, what is this movie? But I'm just very, I love this movie. Super it's a great movie, movie, fun yeah. movie. Um, as much as I guess Nazi youth can be fun, but sure, yeah, what a just treat. <laughs> <laughs> but enjoyable, and, and it, you know, it's kind of making light of a bad situation. But I'll take another bad situation. Again, supporting he played in the Michael clark duncan piece with tom hanks talk yeah. about the green mile i don't remember his act his name i think it's like wild bill or something like that he just played a fucking looney tune fucking nuts i think this is what really thrust him if i if i'm i might be wrong on this but this to me felt like the announcement of sam oh, that's kind of like yeah what showed up uh yeah possibly i need to check that i have like i've only seen it once it was a long time ago mm-hmm. i don't like i always felt like those like Forrest Gump, like those Tom Cruise movies from like the mid late nineties are kind of getting like shit on. Like it doesn't hold up. I remember people kind of talking shit on Green Mile. I know it's super long. Have you seen it in a beat? No, I've not. I just remember him. Yeah. I think beat, he said he I was going to eat. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said he was going to like eat his shit one time. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah Sam Rockwell. I'll check that out. <laughs> Go get him. Um, all right. My number two spot. Get him. This is, has a cult following. Love this movie. I watched it. Um, I think Joe and I watched it while you're, teaching over in france just on one of the down days of the weekend just so good um he plays a character named guy fleegman guy fleegman oh shit he has a mustache this is mustache rockwell this is early rockwell rocks very well i'm not gonna stop guy doing a fucking fleekman. joke guy fleekman yeah. oh shit i remember mm-hmm. I'm gonna be mad when you say this because I think I know this this movie. Was it? What's the uh, my favorite line from it? This isn't a Sam Rockwell line, but it was like, "By Balthor's hammers, what a savings!" Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Fucking Tim Allen, yeah. Sigourney. Tim Weaver. Allen, Sigourney. Yeah, I think this is um, Sigourney has, Weaver looking way hot in this movie. By the that, way, um, yeah, has um, that guy played monk is in it uh super i think it's just justin long's first role i mean there's just kind of like a yeah lot what's up with justin long why did why did justin long have a real splash in the early 2000s like late well, made 90s more sense when he was like doing the dodgeball thing and then he's like you start throwing in leading man stuff i'm just like everyone slowed down yeah, yeah. he did not know yeah what, who, uh, toby mcguire tried this fucking yeah. sit back down i do i do like his podcast though uh yeah galaxy Quest is a podcast number two spot yeah pretty good oh pretty good. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, usually we don't fucking compliment people in here. I'm just like, yeah, that's right. You're just like, oh, I was kind of expecting you to say there's a piece of shit. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Quite enjoyable podcast, Justin. Okay. Long. All right. Thank that's you. fine. That's okay. fine. I don't know. Right. I mean, hey, Justin, if you're, I don't know, you're hanging around, come on. Yeah. Come, come on, on our pod. pod. <laughs> come on the pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. My number two. I like this. Yes. This is a biopic. Um, I know it. You know it. Go ahead. Yeah. Say it. You can't get this steal for two. That's true. Yeah, I can't. I can't do this on two. And you also give me a hint too. Yeah, this is great. Like he, he's able to do it and not the SNL role, and especially after um, Brolin just did it, or I guess he didn't just do it, but it was like five, six years earlier. But nails it. What are you talking about? about? Confessions talking of about? a Dangerous Man. No, 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 no. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. You That's are talking it. about. Oh, you are Confess- Confessions of Dangerous Mind. Yeah. What were you talking oh, about? <laughs> I was talking about Vice. Vice. Oh, is he in Vice? Yeah, he plays. He plays W. Plays George W. Bush. Oh, in Vice. Oh, I didn't see it. No, mm, okay. no. I was talking about Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. <laughs> okay, he plays Chuck Barris, the guy who created the Gong Show, and is a fucking Looney Tune and lost his mind, almost in the mind of like uh, a beautiful mind, where he has these like delusions of grandeur, thinks he's a CIA agent. And you're kind of like, is he or is he not? He was really good in Dangerous Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah, so I need to see this. This was on my list. Like, this seems like a must-watch for Rockwell Head, and I have not seen it. It's mm, um, so yeah. I'll go through my entire list of. But that is one that's on my list. Uh, I've actually, once we get to the end, I'll list out the four to you that I haven't seen, and you let me know which is the must-watch that I need to watch immediately. I'll put it on the iPad. I'll watch on the flight this week. Um, all right, my number one spot: Frank Mercer. Frank. Mercer. Yeah, these all just sound like regular names. This is yeah, I don't know this one. Nicholas Cage, Matchstick Men. Oh, I have Matchstick. not seen this. This is is this good? It is a quiet, really good watch. Really good, good watch. Wait, what's yeah, this Nicholas, movie about? This is about so, a con artist, right? Yeah, it's about two, a team of these two con artists, and they basically, you know, they're trying to pull off this con. But it's uh Nicholas Cage has like a like real like um a, obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of look, and then they're just kind of figuring out they're figuring out this new heist, and then this kind of just like who's heisting who, like it's kind of like this chasing the tail. Thing. Like it, I like it, yeah. I like it a lot. Um, very good. My number one. Um, I don't think you'll be able to catch it or or, or call it out. Oh yeah, I, I'll go for it. I'll, I'll go for it. I'll yeah, make go for call. it. Go for it. Um, I'm going to say since this category is about Sam Rockwell, you wanted the one where. The largest number of percentage of minutes played in the movie definitely belongs to Sam Rockwell. I'm going to go with Moon. Yeah, I haven't seen Moon. Oh, I, this is what every yeah. rock rockhead. <laughs> maybe that's what I am as a rockhead for yeah. suggesting this one. But that's everyone loves Moon, and I know everyone's like, "This is a fucking tour de force of acting." I haven't seen it. Yeah. Now, yeah, it kind of looks like uh, 127 hours or whatever, which I did see and I, I enjoyed. But it's kind of one of those movies where. You tell yourself you're just like, oh, I got to be in the right mood, and that just right mood never strikes. Like you're just like, do I just see mood or not see it? Yeah. There's so many movies where you look at and be like, "Mm, I should see this, but this right now feels like homework, and I don't want homework. (laughs) Yeah, not a point. Uh, No, I I saw this movie on a plane, on the monitors, and halfway through it, didn't realize that they. Is this a thing where they edit the movies where they take out like curse words? Yeah, this they take out curse words and like bananas. Yeah, there was what was I, I said bananas. Bana- that's how I crazy. Was, 
I was just listening to something where like an editor wanted his name. I think I want to say it was scent of a woman, but wanted his the editor wanted his name taken off the movie from airplanes because they edited down the movie and he's like, that's not the fucking cut of the movie. Like take my name off of it. So yeah. So yes, long story short, uh, planes do edit. Principle. I like this guy. Things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like sure. this fucking guy. If it's yeah. sending him, I'm going to look <laughs> yeah. your name up. You're, if I hand you a whoever, fucking long you sleeve are... shirt and you take the sleeves off and you're always just like, Brandon made this shirt. Like, no, I'm fucking. No, did. I didn't. My shirt has sleeves on. What's I don't, that's my shirt has sleeves. Yes. So I did not realize I don't fly as much as you. And I certainly don't order movies on the thing, but I was feeling froggy. So I ordered this. He was still the most compelling, scary thing, even though they were fucking dubbing in like, you know, <laughs> horse pepper for like horse shit or whatever. I'm talking uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. He oh, plays wow. a fucking, yeah. fucking crazy, like lieutenant, town lieutenant. I mean, I don't know spoilers, but like there's just an unbelievable like the tracking shot of him. Yeah, the fight scene yeah. where he goes up the stairs and up then back out. It's fucking wild. Yeah. And he was, I know that movie, was that Francis McDormand everyone's stoked it about? It was, yeah. Bah, Peshaw. <laughs> fucking, he's the guy. In side. He's, yeah, side over, uh, Francis. Yeah, so he's really going for it. He's cooking 100. He's all in. Um, yeah, yes. I gave uh, this movie. This is Rockwell kinda, Fastball. This is, yeah. I, uh, I punish this movie a little bit just because it got all that Oscar. It's just one of those typical movies that get all the Oscar love that just completely like gets moved up to a standard it can't possibly live up to and that was like kind of the shit yeah. about this it's like what do you mean we're talking best picture everybody relax but yeah he's uh he's cooking with the gas he's great that yeah huge part in it like huge prick like racist like he's yeah a big problem but he's fucking goes for it uh right, i'll give you the w because i try to guess george w that you're going through you completely off your rhythm and also like my list of sam rockwell movies i haven't seen is shameful so i told you confession of dangerous mind we both haven't seen moon maybe we'll do that someday maybe we won't mm. we're in the right mood uh choke you know palinac we did in our i've seen choke okay. choke stinks don't oh, watch no choke. good oh thanks it's no wow. good i didn't like this great thanks for saving the time bro appreciate it no problem uh one big movie that's kind of like movies heads, like sneaker movie. Nobody talks about didn't get a lot of love kind of fell through the cracks has Brad Pitt, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward, Robert Ford. I think people are scared off by it. Cause it's like three hours and 15 minutes or something ridiculous like that. But I I've will seen this watching. movie. I've seen this movie. Oh, okay. I don't, have, I don't right. remember him in this movie, but I've seen this movie. Cause this is with Casey Affleck, right? Yeah. 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 He plays, um, Ford's brother, like some other, like Chuck Ford or something, not Robert Ford, another Ford. Ben Ford. Ben, ben Ford uh, is five. Yeah, nice. Sorry. Boom, you were you in the victory with that. Just got it. Um, all right. Give <laughs> yeah, going to bring it to the jam. Brandon Gambling Corner segment seven of eight. The AFC South. Ooh, snooze fest. Yeah, always a tough hang with dealing with this division this year. No different. Although I'm excited about. Do you see this? Do you see this? You read this? You read this? They, did the, you read um, this? they did the Madden uh, simulation thing, and the Colts finished like 15 and two. 
like the best best record in the league. Really? Yeah. Um, I do not have them at 15, but I just want to let you know that there's a lot of Colts love, and I'm going to give you a tip of the map right here. I'm one of those guys that are on this bandwagon. Love Matt Ryan. Ooh. Low on the Titans per use. Yep, makes sense. The rest of this division is no good. Rest of the division, stinker. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Interesting. Um, let's go with let's go with the Jags. A little bit of wild card. Yeah, let's go with okay. one of those yeah. yeah. So this is everyone's excited about Urban Meyer being out there as they should be. Everyone eyes on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it doesn't seem like the spotlight's too big for him. I think you want to see a little bit more year one, regardless of what a dumpster fire coach situation was or whoever he was finger banging at whatever, whatever bar, but still, I still think it's going to be high hopes for him. Can't get two nuts over under six and a half. 6.5. You nailed it. You nailed it. I was a little low on them. Nice. I had a minute five and a half. I did this quick. I was flying by the seat of my pants on this no, one. No excuse. You don't know. have to qualify. Yeah, oh, good. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> fine. You nail it. Fine. Fine. Okay. All right, Mister Big Head. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a, you know, four and thirteen last year, right? Four and three or three and fourteen last year. Mm, sounds like a riddle. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Either way, they stunk. Urban Meyer. It's really hard to evaluate. Is this like where this team is at after last year? So I think six and a half is like airing on the side of we got Doug Peterson, little confident in his like ability to just be like a good head coach. Tutelage of Trevor Lawrence, some young talent in there. But ultimately, this is not a winning, winning, winning ball. Game. Yeah, it's just wild. Like, I, like, you know, you talk about Trevor Lawrence and for the team too. everyone has to be like, all right, Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step up if this is what you're thinking, if they're going over this six and a half mark. And it's just, you know, you look at the way we talked about Trevor Lawrence to like the Andrew Luck level, the Peyton Manning level. I mean, I know that Peyton Manning had a rough go of it his first year also. I just, I don't remember seeing any kind of flashes like that. I don't remember seeing like, you know, those, those, you know, like one or two throws a game that are just like, Phew! like it didn't affect the game, but you're just like, man, like uh, this is something special. But I don't know. Uh, I think six and a half the right number. I'm going to stay away. I mean, there's just no fun here. Like, begging for them to go over like each week you're just like why did i fucking bet on the jags and for them to go under like i don't necessarily need to root against this team so staying away perfect yeah i'd stay away as well too um just because there's you know you don't want to root for the jags to get seven wins yeah um all right let's go let's you know because the, the let's just get the shitty teams out of the way let's go yeah. to texans lovey smith davis mills we were talking a little at the top of the pod um, where do you have them at? Uh, this will be close between the Texans and the Bears. I still think Texas is looking at that worst team in football crown. There's just not a lot of shake them up to do it as much as I'd like to see kind of, you know, David Mills take that step. I think that'd be super interesting. I had to go low on this. I think I'm getting pretty bottom of the barrel. I don't know. For some reason, the way you described it, make me feel like I went too low. So I'm going to bump it a half game in real time here. Five and a half wins. Ooh, I had five. I had five, yeah. I had five and a half. Well, yeah, that's four and a half. DraftKings low. Oh, this is, okay. I think this might be the lowest one we've seen so far. Okay, yeah. Take him low, low, low. Lovey Smith kind of, I mean, man, Lovey Smith, we all know him from the Chicago era, but really ran an Illinois 
the college, the Fighting Illini team had a shitty program at Illinois. Couldn't put it together in the Big Ten. Couldn't make, couldn't fucking recruit. Couldn't do anything. Like, what are we to believe if after a team that's just rebuilding after Bill O'Brien, and then obviously you know moving on from Deshaun Watson and and all the other stuff. This might be the like, this might be a really bad offense. Even though Davis Mills gave us hopes last year, this this. This is a bad offense. I think. Yeah, because what you got to look at here, like I know on paper, so if you like to bet overs or whatever, you're just like, man, four and a half, that's super fucking low. Then you can't look at it on the macro where it's just like, well, they got it, you know, like five wins. Like they can win some points. Like look at a schedule and ask yourself, like, can I see the Texans winning this game? And that's a hard thing to say yes to because it's yeah. just, there's no other team that has less firepower than they do. Like they just don't have the firepower. So, you know, you see them going into halftime, like down by 10, the second half all of a sudden gets really fucking quick, you know, like, yeah, yeah. just like we can't move the ball out. So it's just, I got to stay away from that again. Like, it's just, like we said, if you came to this division, cause you really want to hang your kid's college fund on the fucking <laughs> like Jaguars ripping off seven in a row, the Texans like fall underneath four, like this is the wrong spot. And this is probably, these two teams are the big reason why you've got a Colts 15 and two simulation, right? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, because I think you, I, I think with this Titans, you're exactly right. With this Titans Colts team, like you're getting at least like a one game bump from what you would have them if you, you know, even if you threw them in something, not pedestrian, but respectable, like uh, NFC North. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go to it because I'm, I'm interested to see where you're at. You're historically low on the Titans. Yeah. I think this might be the year where they fall off, though. So, where are you at with the Titans? Yeah, I give him a little respect after winning the division last year. Um, it's not like huge amount of changes. And then also the Texans and Jags. So again, this would be a little higher than where I would do it. So I want to give him the respect. I got them at nine and a half wins. Oh, close. I had 10 because I felt like we were going to get a bump, a Mike Rabel bump. You had nine and a half. It's nine. Nine, okay. nine wins. Yeah, I just think they went into that postseason with so much shit on them about not deserving the one seed, and then they showed us that they didn't deserve the one seed. So, you know, right. kind of like our last memory of a Titans team is can get it done in the regular season, like definitely wasn't the strongest team. And let's just still remember, like we're dealing with the AFC over here, you know, so it's like their conference matchups is the weakest division in the AFC. So that that nine makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's still like a nine and eight is, I mean, it fucking sounds exactly like a titans record so yep. it's- yeah exactly there this is the 500 ball club i think this will be interesting this is you know uh this team is man i'd, I'd really want to get a sense of it here with a Tannehill like derrick henry combo offensive line that might be a little starting to backslide a little bit here you might Rather than putting money on the under, you might want to look to just like bet against them on a regular basis. I think you might come out yeah. better over the course of that betting against them uh, because I think there's going to be some stinkers. And with Tannehill, they drafted Malik Willis, the project. I look for Malik Willis to be like, after we've seen a lot in the preseason here, maybe a little Trey Lance project situationally bringing him in. Uh, might be a little bit of a gadget player early on for the Tennessee Titans. And what's our wide receiver situation? Yeah, so we moved on from AJ Brown, right? Yeah. So, so and Traylon Burks has had a you know, and obviously it's hard to measure the the camp noise, but has had a really like not good showing in the preseason when he isn't showing up on like the second or 
like the second tier uh for the second stringers so he's been like in that third string depth chart right so he's like not even playing with the ones and Malik Willis when they're starting the game he's like playing later on with like the Logan Whitesides or Logan Woodhead Woodsides so that's a little bit interesting and something to monitor for their first round draft pick they ultimately after that you they have Robert Woods right who's recovering from an ACL tear I don't know if he's gonna be ready for this you've got Frisker Swain like this is a really like hodgepodge wide receiver core yeah, this is this again, like we talk about sometimes like having especially, you know, in the AFC, not obviously in this, but having that firepower to crawl back in a games to get there and Titans look like a tough sled if they get down. So I love I absolutely completely align with you love that idea of betting against the Titans just kind of what it makes sense, especially if even if a team's like our upcoming Colts, you know, even if it's maybe not the the greatest team in the world, but can they can really start just put points on the board interesting to see that take all yeah. the lines love it uh so staying i'm staying away from that yeah i stay away from it too because you know 500 team i'm not sure if it's really yeah. worth the juice yeah and trying to watch the titans certainly not going to force myself to do it by betting on them all right bro you want to finish up with the colts let's go let's look at this colts high on this team i'm going to do one mabby dollar blind i don't think people are as high i just love this combination love matt ryan coming over i feel like he has one last rodeo in him. He doesn't sound like that, but you know, do it. <laughs> I'm like gonna do it. one Mabby dollar blind. Might add one later. Doing one on Mabby over? dollar blind on the over. Yeah. Okay. I have it also at nine and a half. Ooh, yeah. See, I was right there with it. I I had both the Colts and the 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 Titans because I'm like they're the clear one and two in this division. I, I put them both at ten. We had the Titans at nine from DraftKings. Yeah, got the Colts at ten here. Colts at ten, okay. Colts so at ten. Switching of the this is, this is ten and seven. This is ten and seven. With ostensibly, you could tell me five and one in their division. So you're halfway home to that ten wins. Looking at a team that, I mean, what 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 are we looking at here from a a Colts standpoint? I'm just trying to pull up there. I probably should have brought this up sooner than that. Oh, good. But, yeah, take the yeah. One big thing is like uh, just it's got so that you said the Jags were five and a half. I'm just looking at like the gap between the second and third place team. There can't yeah, be another yeah, division Jackson, that has it like yeah, this. Yeah, or no, they were six and a half. The Jags were six and a half. A six and a half. Yeah. So you yeah. like like almost like three full games in between like second and third place. Kind of kind of wild. So we're at Houston X at Jacksonville two and zero, oh. Kansas City, right? So that's a loss. Hosting yep. Tennessee at home, maybe a win. Yeah, we'll we'll split those. We'll give their split guys that win three one at, at Denver on a short week. Jacksonville at Tennessee. At Denver on a short week. Okay, so I'll give them the loss. So that's three two. Jacksonville, yep. I'll give the win four two four. Titans. Then, I said I'd give at, them their home. Yeah, at Tennessee. Then Washington, win win at New England, win. Yeah, at Las Vegas. I'll give Vegas. I'll split it. Give me a half. Okay. So what is that? Six and a half. Four and a half losses. Yeah. Four four and a half losses. Okay. Philadelphia. Win. Right. Pittsburgh. Win. Okay. At Dallas. Give me another half loss. It's five losses. Five losses. Okay. Then bye week at Minnesota. Coming off at bye week at Minnesota. Loss. Ooh, six losses. Okay. Chargers Monday night. 
Yeah. I mean, I got it at, at, at Chargers. A home. Home? Yeah. I'll do a half just out of respect for my bet. Yeah, exactly. Tight. A little tight. But then they finish at, at Giants and then hosting the Houston Texans. Yeah, so that has them at um, nine, and six half, and half. nine and a yeah. half wins. Ooh. <clears throat> all right. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, well, I was going to say a stay away, but I put my one, one Mavi dollar blind. So that's exciting. Blind. Sometimes. Um, but yeah, this is, again, the 10 win marker is tough. So we're winning 11 games to win the bet. And talking through that, like, I just, I don't feel confident. There's other stuff I want to throw my money on than the Colts. Yeah. But it's worth a little juice, a little cheddar on that. And here's the thing. It'd be, this fun, is, it'd be fun to root for. This is Dallas, or excuse me, Denver, vibing, right, which we're not sure at. New England, which we're not sure at. You know, Pittsburgh, uh, Chargers late in the season, never a good bet betting on that. No. Regardless of, you know, just historically. Yeah, it'll be tough. Again, AFC is tough. And if you're in the AFC South, it's super tough. Um, all right, guys, we got one more to cover. The last one, AFC North, we'll be doing that next week. Ooh. Been MAB Sports Podcast episode 232. You got an email for us? Shoot us MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. That inbox is getting empty. Don't put all the pressure on the emailer or the pod. <laughs> Fire some over at us. Uh, MVPs of the week. I got Danny Schluck um, movie the day after Halloween that he wrote, produced, that I acted in. It's going, uh, you can find it on Amazon and iTunes starting tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Day I'm going to have to get Halloween. this. <laughs> yeah. You email, see, of the, uh... email of the year had. <laughs> Great compliments for oh, a movie and our yeah, boy. That was, nice. that was nice. So yeah, look for that. The day after Halloween, look for it. iTunes, Amazon, some other platforms. Not sure. I'm sure we'll we'll share some posts. Well, I had a different MVP, but I'm not going to go to the day after Halloween. Fucking go on iTunes, load up. <laughs> nice. What is Double it? Up. 99 cents? Five bucks? Bro. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I see it when it pops up. All right. Well, if, it's well over, if it. over at six, tell me, and I want comps. Yeah, that's fair. I'd be like, it's well worth it up to five ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what? I'll, I'll do the hack. I'll do the SD version. <laughs> so I save a buck on it. I, I'm, oh, my God. I'm all over the SD. I do the SD. I'm like, I'm looking at a little tiny fucking iPad. I'm doing the SD. I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guys, saving that dollar. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm Brandon. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. I'm going to take a flamethrower to this hole. Glamour, runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.